You're listening to Danny and Gallant on 710 ESPN Seattle. Now, here are your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Get the most on the Mariners with 710 ESPN Seattle all season long. Stream every Mariners game on your smart speaker. Just say play 710 ESPN Seattle. Calm down, voice guy. We got a show to run. Michael Bumpus in for Danny O'Neill. I'm Paul Gallant. We'll hear from Mariners general manager Jerry Depoto in just a couple of minutes. A lot of stuff to dive into. First off, we have seen hinted at heavily by the Seattle Times' own Ryan Divish that Mariners super prospect Jared Kelnick could be getting round number two in the major leagues as soon as tomorrow. We saw yesterday, too, Julio Rodriguez hit a grand slam. In Arkansas, that's pretty cool. And Michael Bumpus, the Mariners drafted a bunch of young players who they will hopefully add to what's been a pretty impressive farm system with a lot of young talent. Young talent. Let's go, Julio. Doing your thing. Jared's about to get pulled up. This is what we've been waiting for, Paul, right? To give us give us something to cheer about. I'm ready for this. Oh, I'm ready for I'm it. anxious. I'm ready for it. Look, you want to start the stretch run with as many weapons as you possibly can. And I feel like right now with, you know, uh, the second half of the season upon us that there is a chance that we might see some of those guys really, really soon. So it's the moment of truth. The Jerry DePoto show with Mariners general manager, Jerry DePoto begins right now. Jerry, what's going on this morning? Morning guys. Jerry, I have a question. Is, is Jared Kelnick going to be on the Mariners tomorrow? He will. Yes! Yes! Let's go! That's an easy answer, huh? Yes, thank you. This is great. All right. Uh, so what, what's he shown over his stint in the minor leagues that has you feeling good that he's going to be able to come up to the major league level and this time around figure it out? Uh, I mean, we've always believed in his talent. And uh, obviously the, the 25 or 26 game stretch, whatever it was, that that he last experienced didn't go the way we'd hoped or he would, would have hoped, but, you know, we sent him back. He had a a plan to work on. Some of it was, you know, how to approach the game. Some of it was, you know, more uh, skills development based. And he, he did everything we asked him to do. And the the performance was excellent. Uh, He achieved what we were hoping he would achieve in a short time. And, and we told him that we would reassess at the all-star break and, and see where we were. And, you know, we think it's the right time to, to give it another shot. And he's, he's just too talented to, to allow him to, to not gain these or this exposure and the at-bats at the big league level. It's, it's so important to what we're doing moving forward. And it's so important for him to take that next step in his career. Jerry, I'm going to use the word we right now because I don't know if you know, but I'm a part of the Mariners organization. I've been loving hard (laughs) this year. So uh, my question to you is, are we ahead of schedule? Are we on schedule? Are we behind schedule? Where do you see us right now as an organization as far as player development and just where you want your team to be? Uh, Player development, I feel like we are way ahead of schedule. Uh, that, That has gone extraordinarily well since we started this rebuild. And, you know, from from the time we started, you know, reshaping the, the major league roster at the end of 2018, I would have told you that this was our target time, that, that we thought that in, you know, at midseason 2021, we would be in position to contend. 
you know, but frankly, a lot has happened in the world and we didn't really know what that would look like. So we're all pleasantly surprised by where we are. I, I can't qualify it as we've hit on our expectations because we, we tempered our expectations based on a worldwide pandemic, a lost minor league season and, and the different challenges that that brought to a young, you know, I guess growing team. But uh, it's hard to look at what we're doing right now, especially over the last you know month or five weeks. We are scoring runs. We are pitching well. Our bullpen has been terrific, and and we feel like this team deserves notice, and we're we're giving it. Jerry, you also went through a baseball draft just a couple of days ago, in addition to going through the All Star break and some really intriguing prospects. You guys went with high schoolers early on. That is a first for you, and I'm really intrigued by Harry Ford. Not just because his name sounds sort of like Harrison Ford, but he's a guy who's a catcher and an outfielder. And is extremely athletic. I saw him doing some ridiculous box jumps as well. This guy seems like he can do a whole lot of things on the baseball diamond. Yeah, Harry's a freakish athlete. I mean, really, really physically strong. 18 years old. Uh, he can the explosiveness that he brings to the table is it, it, it's very noticeable the first time you run into him. And you know, he can hit, he can throw. He's a, on a scale of, of 20 to 80, where we grade in the scouting realm, about a 65 runner. Uh, we feel like he's got 70, maybe more potential power upside. And that's a really rare combination in, in any draft. And, you know, we, we went particularly young. We thought we had a, uh, an opportunity to add upside to what has been a, a, a very good minor league system to start, you know, these last two years, especially, and, you know, adding talents like Harry and Edwin Arroyo, Michael Morales. And they, and as we got into the draft, we found some nice college players in the later rounds that, that we were pretty excited about adding where we did. So it was a, a fun experience and really looking forward to seeing, you know, a lot of young players hit the ground in Arizona this weekend and see what they do. Jerry, the All-Star game was, what, a few days ago, and I was hyped. I was ready to watch it, but then you say didn't play. So now I'm kind of like, all right, I'm not going to watch this game. In your role, your position, did you still watch that game, and what did you think of the All-Star game overall? I, I always watch the All-Star game. It's, a, it's something I've done since I was a kid. Why wouldn't you want to watch the, the, it's the, the pomp, the circumstance? I thought the home run derby was as entertaining as it's ever been in all the years that I've watched and. And, uh, you know, I, I probably could have done without the blue on blue uni. Oh, those were awesome. You know, I Thank the you. White on one. <laughs> the white on white was okay. And, uh, but you got to see great players out on the field and, and, you know, so many guys that, that you admire the way they play, what they do. And so many young players who are getting their first opportunity in the all-star game and, you know, to see what they did on that big stage. It's a great chance as a as an evaluator to see what players do when the light shines because it's 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 not quite the same as as just working on your trade in the background. So I, I was entertained by it, and you know, hopefully next year there's there's a number of Mariners reps out there, and, and they can you know sport our hat and and let people cheer for him. I'm hoping for that, for that as well, Jerry, but I, I found myself very frustrated that, I mean, come on, at least put Kendall Graveman in if you're going to, if Yusei Kikuchi can't go. Come on, Kevin Cash, listen, I know you're the Rays manager, but it's the American League All-Star game, you know? It's the American well, League I All-Star think, team. <laughs> there, was, there was some nuance to that. You know, okay. Yusei, Yusei was a, he was feeling sick uh, Friday, Saturday of last week. Right. And we, we put him through some general protocols and testing. 
relating to COVID. And as such, he went to the All-Star game. He hadn't experienced any baseball activity in three or four days. He's very routine-oriented. He had been a little bit dehydrated. And, you know, though now healthy and and feeling great, he did get there on Monday and informed them that he didn't think he was going to be able to pitch while he was there. So, you know, it wasn't really anything more than him showing up the day before the game and, and letting them know that, that uh, he wasn't ready to roll. And, you know, once they reacted, they went with someone who, who they knew that was nearby that they could just give a quick call. And, you know, I, I, I th- also deserving, but the, you know, it's, it was a, a unique circumstance. I can't really throw too many stones. It, it would have been a different story. I think if, if on Sunday we would have said, Hey, you know, you say can't make the post and they had a chance to, to honor another all-star that wasn't so close to the nest. You're a classy guy. I'll, I'll throw the stones for you. Uh, one, <laughs> one last one last question. Uh, you had to have been really excited to see in the Futures game both Jared Kelnick and Julio Rodriguez in the same outfield, and I'm getting more and more excited about Julio's uh, potential, especially yesterday he hits that opposite field grand slam. Julio, and, and I don't know if it was evident that when the, the team showed up on the field, at the futures game, but you, you can you can feel his personality before yeah. he ever does anything on the field, and it's it's so fun to watch him. He uh, the ball that he hit to to right field yesterday for a grand slam in Northwest Arkansas was just disintegrated, and he's it, it's so much fun to watch him play. I think he's he's doing exactly what we would have hoped to do uh, uh, in challenging him with the promotion to Double A. Probably going to leave us shortly for a bit to to go help the Dominican Republic and the Olympics. But you know, it's been a phenomenal year for Julio on every level, and you know the the progress that he's making. It's it's it really it's making the future uh, look much closer than than we could have imagined. So in July of 2021. I did a poor job of following up on this, Jerry, because I got so excited hearing you say yes to my question about uh, Jared Kelnick. Is he going to be back in the starting lineup right away? And where do you envision him in the lineup hitting? Uh, He will, and he will play center field more nights than not. So, you know, he'll still, like he's done in the minors, he'll, he'll move from side to side. You know, as, as we know, and we've seen Jake plays all three, Jared plays all three. We, that does give us some flexibility and there are going to be nights where we want to maintain you know, some flexibility to give Mitch a DH day to let Shed get in there and left field. And, you know, so we're going to be creative in, in how we do it. But, you know, we, we want Jared to get his reps like we want Jake and Mitch to get their reps. And, and we got to find ways to keep getting Shed and Dylan Moore their ABs. Uh, and, and we're going to be very creative in how we manage the, the roster coming out of the break. You know, we're going to carry three catchers and and see how frequently we can get LT in there against the, the left-hand pitching and, and Tom Murphy, some reps. to He does such a good job managing our pitchers, but we also want to see Cal play on a regular basis. And and it, as, as fun as it is to, to be in a position right now to, to dream of the second half and, and, and hitting a postseason, we also want to focus on the discipline of, of giving these young players their reps because that's just so important to, to what happens moving forward for us. Jerry DePoto, the Jerry DePoto Show. Jerry, always a pleasure. Good luck as we begin the second half of the season for the Mariners. Thanks, guys.